Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here. Just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly. That's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I am hopping mad and I want something in the middle. Aha! Yup, absolutely. Yup, 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 absolutely. Monkey tennis? Bring, bring. There's a new chat in town. I had the last laugh. Damn! Monkey tennis? Little pierce my foot on his thigh. With a chuckle, with a chuckle. No. Monkey tennis? Radical. Awesome. Mega. <laughs> Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. Okay. Monkey tennis? Edmunds is a total wazzard of a guy. Yes, 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 and yes. It's hotter than the sun. I said, who the hell is that? Like, this is great banter. Yeah. Back of the net. Monkey tennis? The people who enjoy Alan Partridge will enjoy this podcast. The people who've never got it still won't get it. Hello and welcome to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. We are on the road to stratagem, uh, rattling through part two of listeners' feedback. I'm Adam Brooks and I'm joined by Tom Dark. Glenn, surprise me in rehearsals. Nick Alder. Etonians aren't modest, Jenny. They're taught to emulate modesty to empower themselves. I wanted to tell you. And Tom Stab. As anyone who has played squash against Adrian Charles will tell you, guts and aggression are no match for skill and tactics, unless his opponents had a big breakfast. <laughs> Uh, so yes thank you so much to all of you who've uh, got in touch with your partridge theories uh, reviews and thoughts um, on instagram at monkey tennis pod twitter at the partridge pod facebook.com slash the partridge pod uh, those of you who have emailed the partridge pod at gmail.com dropped a voice note on the monkey tennis hotline 07923 and a special thank you more of this at the end of the episode for everyone who's chucked us a few quid at ko-fi.com slash monkey tennis which uh, keeps us puffed up like owls and happy to continue partridge into the future um, so, first on the feedback agenda this week, I'm going to throw over to Mr. Tom Stab. 
Hi there. Uh, we have a message from Jamie Atkinson who wrote in and said, I watched a Peter Sellers documentary the other day where Steve Coogan was a contributor. An anecdote in the show was that Peter Sellers would write venomous letters to friends and family and celebrities. However, the damage was minimised by his secretary, who wouldn't send them. And if Sellers chased up the letter, she would warn the recipient before they got to them. I wonder if this inspired Lynn doing something similar in From the Oast House. I mean, it's out, it's basically the same, isn't it? So it wouldn't surprise me. It's quite a, it's quite a fun little uh, anecdote or story or, or tidbit about someone's... Uh, obviously, I imagine Peter Sellers one of Steve Coogan, Steve Coogan's heroes. So uh, to pull that from uh, something that actually happened with Peter Sellers and put it into Oast House is a nice little tribute, a nice little touch, even if it does come from a place of, uh, what was it, venom uh, to friends, family and celebrities. Uh, next up, we had a tweet from Phoebe S.G. Summers who said, just listened to the Partridge Pod and would like to say I'd 100% join an industrial noise band called Bill Oddie's Blast Proof Underground Bird Chamber. Wouldn't we all, Phoebe? I mean, it sounds fantastic. Um, we thought perhaps if anyone else has got any good uh, AP inspired band names to uh, to get in touch contact details I've just been through and we'll go through again at the end of the uh, episode uh, my suggestion I would love to hear from a band called Five Bedroom Bastard House or if for the purposes of this game you have to incorporate an existing band the Jackson Five Bedroom Bastard House <laughs> that's very good that's a very strong start I feel like that there, there, there's got to be a lot of potential for, for some fun to be had here although that said I'm having an absolute mind blank and can't think of anything to contribute at this point that's why we have smart listeners. They can yes. fill in the gaps. Come on, listeners, do the work for us. Speaking of listeners doing the work for us, we've had another message from uh, Jamie Atkinson during the last series. Uh, He's so, been busy. Yeah. Well, well done, Jamie. You're probably uh, featuring the most heavily out of the listeners in uh, this round of feedback. So you win a prize, which is... Nothing. Nothing. There we go. Um, <laughs> right. So Jamie writes... Armando has a writing credit along with Peter Bainham on Alpha Papa and is listed as a producer on Open Books and Welcome to the Place of My Life. So he was involved a little longer than the email suggested. Now, this is in reference to a discussion in our feedback episodes at the beginning of series 12, where we had an email from Stephen Crawford saying that Armando's last credits with Alan were Mid Morning Matters Series 1 and I Partridge. Um, so, yeah, Jamie just trying to kind of correct the record there. Um, but he also goes on. I think I read somewhere that Coogan likes Alan more than Armando does, which is why Alan is more likeable in recent outings. Alan having another shot of success works given he's had years of failure, which adds to his desperation. <laughs> it says here the Gibsons are doing a great job. I think he means the Gibbons <laughs> are doing a great job. Long may it continue. Uh, and I think, Jamie, we would agree that they are doing a great job very much. Um, on the subject of Armando's last Allen credit as well, I would argue that the most recent that I've seen was a special issue of The Big Issue uh, that came oh, out yeah. a couple yeah. of years ago where they basically imagined a conversation between Malcolm Tucker and Alan Partridge and that whole thing was written by um, Armando. It was really, it was quite interesting. It's quite funny. I think I've still got the copy somewhere, but I did notice that it felt very much like old era Alan writing. It didn't, you could kind of tell by reading it that there was no Gibbons involvement. Um, which oh, interesting. Which was noteworthy. Yep. And next up, we have a message from Dan Beckett, and he writes, Hello, gents. In the recent past, my employer, who for reasons that will become clear will remain unnamed, sponsored me to undertake a master's degree in transport planning and management. As you can imagine, this was an utterly miserable experience. <laughs> so when I learned I would need to visit and write a paper on the pedestrianisation of Norwich City Centre, I took the opportunity to bring a little joy to my life by including as many Alan references as possible. 
Uh, I've attached said report and highlighted the relevant points to save you reading the entire mundane tripe. Uh, <laughs> the scheme did genuinely take place around the time of I'm Alan Partridge Series 1, so is based, in fact, all the best, Dan. Um, and he has indeed shared the report with us. Uh, I will say this. One, it's very good in as much as he has highlighted all of the key Alan-isms. Some of the lines uh, within the report are, including wheelchair users, a lot to learn, the crucial point that he's put an extra E into wheelchairs, so it is wheelchairs. Yeah, that's a nice touch. That is a nice touch. One that I didn't clock. <laughs> Even though it's got a red line underneath it. <laughs> Even though it's got a red line under it. Uh, bounce back boasts a group of tight-knit traders selling everything from monkey hats to sausage meat, uh, which is the genius of its location. Needless to say, the retailers on board from the outset had the last laugh. Great. Uh, <laughs> the Duchess of Stranra, brilliant. <laughs> uh, access to Dixon's being a specific example. Vehicle, <laughs> vehicles unsure of access points, stuck on the ring road, literally going nowhere. That's very good, <laughs> that one. Stop vandals getting to cars. Uh, help packing. God, that's a deep cut. Uh, taxi rank that is equidistant between a Tesco store and the aforementioned Norwich Market. And... As we come to the end of the report, <laughs> I, think, evolves, I think there's one more. Yeah, evolves but does not revolve around the car. That is, I mean, that is fantastic. Um, also, I like that the uh, bibliography of the report credits Coogan, uh, the Gibbon brothers, <laughs> and Armando Iannucci. Um, so yeah, that really is a uh, fantastic piece <laughs> of work. Thank you so much for sharing it, Dan. <laughs> that you know what I love about that as well. How we've always talked about how good the kind of bibliography section like the index section in ipartridges yeah, yeah so that's quite a nice kind of return volley there by include, including that as a gag and next up we've got a chap who likes american things Raphael mcgregor who is a listener from new york emailed with some oast house observations last time round and he's back again he says hello again and thank you for reading my email during your feedback episode a few months ago even though it was embarrassing that I thought Ginsters was something you could drink, to be fair, in that scene, <laughs> yeah, when, Alan, that. <laughs> when, when Alan is giving the British equivalents of things uh, slate instead of tab, etc., the Ginsters is what he asks for instead of a Dr Pepper, which, in America at least, is drinkable. So I can see how maybe how uh, how Raphael got confused there, but no, Ginsters very much a uh, pastry-based um, meat snack. Um, uh, anyway, I'm writing again mostly to say... Thank Thank you for the podcast. I discovered it in 2020, which was obviously not the easiest year, and it was really nice to have something to look forward to. It's sort of the next best thing to having a bunch of people around to talk about Alan Partridge with. So thank you. Uh, maybe sometime you'll do an episode where you explain all the British specific references that Alan makes. I think there are a lot of things that go over the heads of international fops because they're not a cultural reference for us, uh, but are really funny when you know what they mean. Like Bernard Matthews, after I tracked down some ads on YouTube, all those jokes made a lot more sense. Um, if we were to go through every single bit of British partridgeism, I think uh, for the sake of what probably 0.5% of our listenership, <laughs> I haven't crunched. I haven't cr- uh, crunched the numbers on Acast, but it's um, it, majority of the people are from the UK, so would understand all the references. But uh, yeah, that might take a bit of a bit bit of time. I'd also say Raphael, with the best will in the world, and thank you so much for your continued correspondence. Um, 
This is basically how most of the UK feels watching any TV programme of the last 30 years, all of which were made in America. And I mean, imagine how long it took me to get the Grey Poupon reference in Wayne's World. And that's <laughs> that's one of about 100,000 references that get plunged into our TV screens every day. Cultural imperialism is a hell of a thing. I mean, also the thing about Britain-specific references in the APU, it's like, well, the whole it's the whole thing, isn't it? Like there is something quintessentially about the character of Alan and the world that he inhabits from the D-list celebrities to obsessions with petrol stations, rubbish hotels. Like, you know, this is Alan's world. We're just all living in it. So I think it's quite hard to know what would that list of specific references be apart from everything. So yeah, perhaps get yourself a copy of iPartridge and Nomad. Uh, have a look through that index and work out what you don't recognise. Yeah, I imagine the only way this is going to work is basically a 15-hour phone call with us and Raphael on the phone going, do you know what this means? No. Do you know what this means? No. Do you know what this means? Yes. Do you know what this means? No. (laughs) (laughs) And then basically having to go into it. I I have just crunched the numbers on uh, on Acast and uh, actually America is our second biggest territory in terms of listenership with a humongous 3.62% 3.62% of our entire listenership. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, above Ireland, so well done, uh, the US. Uh, yeah, uh, the UK is 82.59% of our listenership. More stats as they break. There we go. Um, so, There's a swingometer. Uh, Jamie Atkinson's back again with uh, some chat about JFK. He said, I was re-listening to the Alpha Papa review and came across the bit you mentioned, Alan having his gun pointed at the JFK picture and saying, not again. He uh, he thought maybe it's a reference uh, from the this clip from the Forward Solutions show. Now, obviously, we'll be covering that in some detail coming up on the road to stratagem. Um, but yes, there is a reference to uh, Alan accidentally shooting JFK in the Forward Solutions section of one of Steve Coogan's live shows. Um, we've had a think. We don't think it's a direct reference to that. We think it's more just a comment on the actual assassination of JFK. Um, but the Forward Solutions uh, spot is a good one um, and also uh, you know, introduces JFK as someone who's featured multiple times in the APU, so joining the hallowed annals of Edmunds, Eamon Holmes, etc., etc. <laughs> and the great thing is that is an American thing, not a British thing, so uh, Raphael McGregor can understand what's happening at this point. All right, I'm going to take us on to uh, a brilliant, brilliant message that Adam White sent us on Instagram. Uh, And this is still blowing my mind a little bit. He spotted the VHS cassette of Crash Bang Wallop in an episode of Little Britain. Uh, I enjoyed that he sent us a screen grab of this saying, what was it doing on the bloody set? But this is genuinely a brilliant spot and we should definitely share this on social. So you've got... Uh, what is that Jim and Andy the little Britain characters I can't remember yeah the yeah um so they are in some kind of corner shop there is a rack with a few I think there's a Teletubbies one there as well I think that's a Teletubbies oh yeah one, I, th- I one. think you're right yeah so it's yeah. okay quite a random kind of VHS selection in a corner shop in this scene but one of those videotapes is 100% crash bang wallop what a video um <laughs> and I, I think we will be discussing this Next week, we'll be covering Anglian Lives. Now, the actual VHS tape, the first time we ever saw that in the APU is actually in Anglian Lives. So this is quite a timely spot that he sent this in to us. Um, so, yeah, we will talk about that uh, in a bit more depth next week, I think. Also, an excellent spot that Adam's made here um, because you can't actually see the whole title of the video. You'd have to know what you were looking for yeah, yeah, to be able to spot yeah. this. So, uh, yeah, very eagle-eyed of you, Adam. 
Yeah, and and you know, I, I'll give a bit of audio description, but we will post it on socials. So yeah, the actual cassette, it, it's kind of like a bright red and yellow striped, almost like a warning sign, and you can just about see the CR of crash and the BA of bang. So yeah, if if you've seen it in Anglian lives, you would recognise that. Well, you'd have to be quite a, a keen comedy aficionado at the same time. So uh, well done, Adam White. Great spot. And we've had a note from Jeremy Batten, and he says. Hi, blokes. Big fan of the pod, but I'm not a fan of your simply wrong opinion of the audiobook of I Partridge. We need to talk about Alan being better than just the reading of it. Here's why you're categorically wrong. The soundtrack. I can never be bothered to read books. Brackets. Loathsome. Takes too long. <laughs> takes up shelf on, <laughs> takes up space on shelves. Close brackets. Uh, but I read this one due to it being out before the audiobook. I've since listened to the audiobook, but as great as it is to listen to uh, Alan reading it, it doesn't make up for the lack of Ski Sunday's theme tune in a pivotal part of his life. To hear Beyonce's single ladies put in for no real good reason, and to hear Fix You by Coldplay given the most outrageously ridiculous and self-serving context, yet you prefer the audiobook, please change your opinions. I think we should discuss this, but there's a couple of PSs that we should also cover quickly. Uh, the first one being, P.S. Michael's dead. And the second one being, <laughs> P.P.S. <laughs> How long would it take to consume all of uh, Alan's stuff if you did it all in one big binge? So that's all the stuff, including the radio books, uh, TV shows, film. Surely one of you have worked that out. Uh, it's the kind of thing Surely. that you do. Surely, it's Surely. exactly well, our why, level. Why wouldn't? Yeah. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> so let's break these points down. Um, first point: audiobook or normal book? Are we wrong, or is Jeremy right? Well, I, I, I think we should maybe take this to a poll. Well, but, but hang on, I, I, I even want to take issue with this anyway because. So the point he's making is in the book. Basically, Alan li- Alan kind of lists like almost recommended listening put for each chapter, yeah. doesn't? Yeah, it? and and you yeah. did, and they didn't have the rights to include that in the audiobook. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you don't. I see the point he's making, but it's kind of a bit misleading because you well, could still listen to that. You could listen to the audiobook and then go and listen to those songs. Yeah, I'm not but sure. I, I do see would... the point he's making. It feels like the point he's making is that he would rather be able to hear "Fix You" by Coldplay than to hear, <laughs> than to hear Alan read his own book. I mean, I guess it is the point that that list of songs is not included in the audiobook, so you would have to have access to that list as some kind of a, a ta- uh, extra document to refer to between chapters of the audiobook but i mean i'm pretty sure it's probably available to find online i mean we've probably talked about it and in fact there probably is a spotify playlist we've made of all those songs i think so i I kind of get what you're saying but also it's like doesn't really feel like it's a big problem i think if you're if you're barging in with phrases like here's why you're categorically wrong and please change your opinions you need a stronger argument than this well We can put this to a poll, or by all means, let us know uh, what you think on this hot topic. Um, what would, the, what would exact... those poll options be, <laughs> or is it just book and book a book, b audio book? No, I, can't, I, can't, I can't. I can't craft that off. You know, off on the spot. I okay, we'll give you a bit of time. That. Yeah, um, um, I'm going to take the executive decision to let's uh, let's move on from is Michael dead? <laughs> we discussed that at length. <laughs> let's save everyone's sanity there. Um, and I don't think we have worked it out. Um, <laughs> in terms of the total runtime the binge time um, were you to add uh, uh well, yeah binge time runtime 
Um, so perhaps that is something that one of our listeners would care to take upon themselves. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's more likely we've got a few listeners out there that are keen to uh, tackle that, uh, that you mission. You think there's more than one person that is keen to do this? Yes. I think, um, I think <laughs> for, the, for the purposes of scientific accuracy as well, we should probably use the audiobooks um, in place of the book because obviously everybody reads at different speeds, yeah, but the audiobook is a fixed fair. time. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I think it, as well... When we get these in, Tom's like, you're going to have to sense check the maths here. So you're, you're oh god, so one of us is still going to have to up. do it anyway. <laughs> no, no. What we need, what we need is, we'll just collate all the answers, and in theory, we'll be able <laughs> to tell be if, if if all the answers are the same. It's fine. We don't need to check it. But I mean, okay. it, it's definitely doable. But we definitely don't have the time. Um, I'd also quite like as a as a bonus challenge if somebody could work out um, how long it would take to binge listen to all of Monkey Tennis. Bonus challenge there. I feel. Like, I feel like at this point we're giving we're giving all of Partridge a run for its money in terms of total runtime. I think you probably spend longer <laughs> listening to Monkey Tennis. Uh, yes, stunningly, that is probably true, and it's yeah. I don't. It, is is that something to celebrate? <laughs> or not? I don't know. <laughs> Does it make us more prolific than Steve Coogan, or not? Because we basically need him to release something before we can cover it. <laughs> mm. Well, listeners, it's over to you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And actually, it's over to Tom Stab. Uh, Tom Stab, I hope you are ready to jumble. Let's go. I was born ready, Tom. Uh, we have an email from Robert Foster. He says, Good morrow, honest Padridians. Tis I, Lord Jemble. I was quaffing deeply of the bitter ale as to when I happened upon the following thought. And he puts in brackets. I'm going to stop that now. Uh, it's good, though. Enjoyed uh, that. Yep, and then he says, uh, idea for a show, a one-hour stratagem tie-in TV special in which Alan is travelling the country to go to his various stratagem dates. I see, as a, I see it as a kind of spinal tap type tour travel log, of course, a lot of T's in there, which would provide some great opportunities for classic Alan content, e.g. adventures in mid-range hotels, visiting places of interest, our sanctuaries and Victorian follies in the towns and cities he's playing in, mixing awkwardly with locals, monologues while driving, backstage shenanigans, and so on. Uh, perhaps Lynn and Simon could even pop up. Uh, anyway, tits to all that, I absolutely think this baby's got legs, so when are you going to put this baby on the goggle box or what? 
so we're just thinking that this could tie in quite nicely with the travel log doc style show uh, we were discussing on the last feedback episode. Although reading through all of that stuff that he's just described, he's basically just described all the things that Alan has done over the years already. <laughs> that, that hasn't stopped Keegan rehashing stuff in the past, so that seems It's fine. a fair point. It's yeah. a fair <laughs> point. He's, he's, he's going to have to do some sort of tour, tour travelogue soon, or they might reinstate that driving ban. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this also raises a couple of questions about stratagem for me. One is is whether we are likely to see additional characters, whether there will be you know cameos, obviously coogan's previous live shows that we're going to talk about a little bit more in the coming weeks had a supporting cast i wonder if stratagem will be the same or are we expecting literally you know pretty much one man and a couple of a couple of other people on stage for an hour and a half will we have any of the characters we know and love or will it be sort of additional people who are you know supposedly assisting him on tour is it isn't it believable that you know if he's doing a one-man show is it believable that Lynn wouldn't be there? Well, actually, as discussed in last week's first feedback episode, we do know that there will be at least one extra person on stage. Um, Steve mentioned in an interview that there will be a uh, transgender dancer that Steve, uh, that Alan, <laughs> keep getting those mixed up, will uh, interact with in some way, shape or form. And our theory was is that that's how maybe he gets cancelled mid-show. Um, so there will at least be one person on stage, apart from um, Steve. But Yeah, we also know that uh, Martin Brennan is going to appear as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that um, is Steve still. Yeah, but um, well, it's still a different it, character. It, inter- isn't it? Interesting to know how Martin Brennan's going to appear in a in a one man Alan show. Some kind uh, of um, Alan two pack and Abba style hologram, perhaps. <laughs> Video are holograms, aren't they? Quite possibly. I mean, the, the the idea that Roberts emailed in with about Stratagem tie in TV special also raises the idea of what's going to happen to Stratagem once the tour is over, because obviously. The last time Steve did this, it would have come out as a DVD, but it's not necessarily a foregone conclusion that you would put it on physical media up for sale anymore. So will mm. this end up on iPlayer? Could it end up on Netflix? Um, will it go anywhere at all? Will it be kept purely for the people who spent 60 quid to see it in the flesh? I'm, I'm sure it's going to end up on a streaming service, but it's going to come down to whoever's uh, going to pay the most bonds, isn't it? <laughs> Quite I, simply. I, I, I... Yeah, I'd expect it to take a while to show up, but after you know six months, whatever, I'm pretty sure this will appear on a streaming service of, of some sort. I wonder if the uh, the Oast House relationship with the Audible means that Amazon Prime might be a, a, a forerunner for this. Uh, it's sort it's of in prediction. line with some of their other programming as well. He's keen to be drenched in Prime Video Dollar until he's squelching. Because <laughs> I, I think the thing is, you've got to wonder, would someone like Netflix go for this? Because it's going to... You know, it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be 90, 95% UK audience. And I feel like Netflix are always trying to go a bit more global. Um, whereas Amazon are so massive, they probably don't care. As long as they've got something that's going to be a hit in the UK alone, that is probably fine for them. We shall see. Um, so a quick point next from Tim Oscroft, who got in touch by email to say, just watching this time series two, episode five, and the music playing when Alan recreates a World War II dogfight in the Spitfire is from The World at War, possibly the scariest documentary series ever. Bye. Um, so we thought this was uh, noteworthy because it's also something that's referenced in Anglian Lives, um, which we'll be covering uh, in more detail next week. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that, Tim. A great yeah, spot. Hey, so the, the context there is uh, the caller Mary uh, wants Alan to play it, doesn't she? Oh, that's um, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which uh, I, th- I think probably quite an odd piece of music to uh, just play and like kind of an evening request slot um, would be a bit strange. Uh, but, yeah, again, I do like the fact that, you know, we're always finding these details where there are 
what seem like quite almost random references to to things seem to always pop up more than once in the APU. So it, it's quite good to see that. Uh, speaking of airborne wonders, uh, there's uh, we've had an email about jets, haven't we, Tom? Oh, what, what a link, Adam. Great work. Um, you, you could get a job on Norfolk Knights, I reckon. Um, yes, we've had an email from Aaron Allen. Aaron Allen, bit of a mouthful, uh, writes... Some time ago, I got a signed pick from Jet's website confirming she is happy to host a Millennium Barn dance at the Yeovil Aerodrome. I guess this is legally binding, right? Just have to wait till the next one, but I'm sure Alan would be happy to know I have secured her services. I can't fully work out the words, apart from the obvious, so if you could help, that would be great. Jet slash Diane liked it so much that she sent me another one. Now, Again, this is this is something we can put on socials. We can do a bit of a visual guide to uh, some of the things we've talked about in this episode. But I don't know if if the rest of you guys have looked at these. Can we make out what she's what she's written? I think it starts Aaron best wishes. Yeah, so he's got, so Aaron's got two signed jet postcards uh, from the nineties. And if you guys remember, I think maybe in series one we talked about the fact that I arranged a video message for from Jet for Royal Blood because they wanted her to escort them down the red carpet at the Brit Awards in like 2015. So I did also, I do have one of these signed Jet promo cards as well. Um, that said, don't know where it's gone. So a bit of a, lost a bit of my own Partridge memorabilia there. <laughs> Jed. So I think the second one says, Aaron, you make me laugh. Yeah, that's what the second one says. Yeah. I think it's the first yes, one that's the tricksy one. So, yeah. The first one's it says best wishes some the next line is the hardest yeah. bit and then it says i'll be happy to host a millennium barn dance at the oval aerodrome lots, lots of love for Diane something Jet. for a i thought that said bear for, with for a day not best something wishes by now any i mean uh, genuinely what could be better what could be better audio than four men trying to read a postcard <laughs> you can't see no but, it doesn't get any better than this, this what i will say listening. while we're working this out is that both both of her both of her postcards have a website at the bottom, which is www.coreequilibrium.co.uk, which I presume is some sort of toning slash fitness website that she set up. I did just try and visit it and it does no longer exist. That is a shame. So yeah, Aaron, best wishes. Lords for a boy, any now. I'll be happy to host a Millennium Barn Dance at Yeovil Aerodrome. Lots of love from Diane Jett. And then, Aaron, you make me laugh. So, yeah, I think there's basically one line we can't crack and it probably doesn't really matter. Nick, over to you. We've had a great message or a a tag, I should say. I think they call it that on Instagram from Ella Alexandria, who essentially asked us uh, to contribute or see if we could think of some more ideas to what was pitched as an Alan Partridge themed fitness class set to music from the series. So some example activities that were included were wrestling with Jed Maxwell, Airbase in the caravan, the move and fire, move and fire, move and fire, uh, running with the cheese, and then a warm down stretch exercise, which is uh, drawing a a cock on your own back. Um, So lots of stretching there. Um, So can we satisfy uh, Ella's ask for any more partridge themed activities? Well, there's one that springs immediately to mind, which is letting off in a tax inspector's face, uh, kind of get get your legs askew and uh, just just... Let nature do its work. I was going to add uh, scaling the fence at Choristers. Great one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, jogging around some cloisters. 
Yeah. Um, you could have... Oh, wait, he kind of, like, sort of vaults over the gate after running away from Jed Maxwell, doesn't he? So, uh, gate yeah. vaulting. Gate vaulting. Uh, <laughs> uh, power walking to the BP garage. Yeah. Uh, Cockney Christmas walks. Ramble. Cockney walks is good. Uh, walking yeah, with Christmas a Ramble. plastic... Walking with a plastic bag on your foot, a la Nomad. Yeah, yeah. Quite a few, uh, actually. Uh, jogging in the Oast House. He does that for about 30 seconds, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what's the, the, the... Is it... I'm trying to remember the full detail. In this time, when he's in the gym, smacking the model of the child or whatever it is. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's doing CPR, is... isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. you've got CPR as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. CPR corporal is punishment. Or... He does one on corporal punishment. Yeah. He does uh, go to the gym with um, his gym instructor who has uh, eczema. Um <laughs> When he's on his vegetarian diet, see if he's any stronger. Oh, of course, uh, uh, swimming as well. He does his swimming in uh, to get into QSPC. Oh yeah, oh, I mean, they, they, basically, this whole list is going to result in a QSPC, which is obviously the the great thing about it. But uh, I, I think there's probably loads more. Well, speaking of fitness, uh, Liv Fleming got in touch on Instagram and says, guys, I was in the doctor waiting room yesterday and spotted this. Has the king of Anglia lent his sports casual physique to help the NHS? These shorts look suspiciously like the ones with the perished inner lining. God help up. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the email says God help up, but I think uh, Liv means God help us. Um, and we will share this on the socials. They are excellent i must say especially the inner groin stretch and the yeah. buttocks stretch mm, are my yeah. two particular favorites and those short shorts are very partridge-esque um although i'm not sure it is alan but it does strike a strong resemblance it did feels like they could have been a bit of a bit of inspiration i wonder what uh, year that uh that that poster oh, yeah. was yeah i mean judging by <laughs> judging by the shorts it's it's late 80s early 90s isn't yeah. it yeah but yeah it it i think i think any Partridge fan worth their salt would look at that and, and assume that's Alan inspired, I think, yeah. Yeah, we'll share it on the socials and uh, share it with the world so they can enjoy it as well. Thank you very much, Liv Fleming. And following on with a, another fitness-adjacent uh, activity uh, in the Alan world, Chris Jones has messaged us again on Instagram <laughs> and said uh, that he found, Nick's loving this, found <laughs> this leaflet in Plymouth. Thought you'd appreciate it. Can we can we and get Nick an... to read out what it is? Because I think he's oh, enjoying yeah, yeah, this okay. more Nick, than anyone. Nick, 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 Nick what, oh, yeah. what are we looking at here? Uh, we are looking at a picture of four four men. <laughs> 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 the guy, the guy who is like there's there's a guy front and center, and then at the sort of above him, there's there's three men. The guy on the far left looks like an action figure toy. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's real. But you are doing um, a terrible job of explaining this because no one knows, like, explain the words no on the leaflet. No one knows men. what you're looking at. You're looking at a thing with You're looking at a picture it. of four men. <laughs> Read the words on the leaflet. Use your okay. language. Speak your brain. Speak brains. your brain. <laughs> your brain. Okay, um, so I'm looking at um, a leaflet. Four men. A cut. A colour leaflet, um, there's words at the top that say skirmish paintball, and then it says laser airsoft splatball. <laughs> what I like about that, though, is imagine if you were going, imagine if you were going, imagine if you were going <laughs> on a stag do, and they said, we're not, we can't do paintball, we're <laughs> splatball. Has anyone, sorry, ever, has, has anyone ever played, played Splatball? What's the, what, what's the difference? Listeners, if you've played Splatball, please get in touch. 
<laughs> so is, is that three different types of paintball? Is that saying you can do laser paintball, oh, airsoft oh. paintball, and splatball? <laughs> splatball paintball. I'm assuming Listen splatball is that like um, the uh, paintball that we see in space or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, oh, if yeah. you listen to last week's episode, oh, you'll know that, that, that last week we ended on a splat ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, so oh, okay. I, was... I, I, I'm sorry, I've looked this up because we, yeah, what, the, what pe- was the, point? the people need to know. So it's a it's an activity centre in near Exeter in Devon, uh, near my near my hometown. Um, splat ball uh, was engineered so kids and adults aged seven plus could easily lock, load, and fire. <laughs> so it's child warfare Skirmish Central now provides this activity on site providing a safe friendly alternative to paintball Skirmish Central is run I love this Skirmish Central is run safely and professionally um, I do like this uh, guys we've come up with a game that children and adults can reload and play safely <laughs> can we can we workshop a name yeah. <laughs> call what it Splatball that's it that's lunch oh hang on uh, Splatmaster is a sporting goods product that shoots colour filled Round ammo resulting in a splat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So it's, exa- it's exactly like spaced shooting a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, yeah. So for our uh, for our for a monkey tennis uh, listener meetup activity, let's all go and play splat ball. Yep. Even the game, even the uh, the young children can enjoy it. So we'll add that to the exercise list. Um. So. Uh, kind of still on the subject of fitness, we got an email from Jeff Matthew. Subject: Tennis lessons for kids. Uh, and it says, greetings, I would like to inquire if you are okay with coaching my kids on tennis lessons. Kindly email me back if we can deal. So I've been teaching Jeff's kids for about six months now, and I would say <laughs> they've learned very little and they are facing the wrong way. Um, yeah, not, not, <laughs> not quite sure how that made it uh, through the uh, through our, our, our very sophisticated email filtering system. Um but given 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 that uh, given that monkey tennis is produced by producer Jed, a man with over seventy thousand unread emails in his inbox, that might have something to do with it. Oh, like Jed gets involved in selecting the emails, but please be real. Um, I I can't work out whether that's just a random spam email or if somebody has deliberately sent an email getting it wrong because they knew that we could not read it out. It uh it, it it's got a whiff of a bot about it, hasn't it? Uh, or maybe they what, will they deal on splat ball? Maybe maybe we go and take perhaps play splat ball. I mean, also if anyone listening fancies teaching Jeff Matthews kids uh, tennis, then do get in touch <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll we'll connect you. Or equally, if you're interested in Nick teaching uh, coaching you for splat ball, do get in touch as well. He is available. Yeah, keen to be a trained uh, professional splat ball instructor with Jed uh, to run a splat ball school. <laughs> I'm worried that that is going to be dangerous and there will be injuries, if not fatalities. Bad and wrong. <laughs> right then, it's another message from a friend of the show, Jamie Atkinson. Jamie, I think, how is that? Is that three messages this episode alone? Absolutely like? dominating proceedings in this not, series. Although, I don't want that to give the wrong impression like nobody's sending us correspondence. We're getting loads of correspondence. We always <laughs> just filter out the best, including um, spam emails from bots asking for tennis lessons. It's only the best of the correspondence that makes its way into these episodes. Anyway, Jamie writes, would you consider doing Anglian Lives the 2003 special, which is on the I'm Anna Partridge Series 2 DVD. Well, Jamie, good news for you, as we have already alluded to quite a few times uh, this week alone. Yes, Anglian Lives is coming next week. Uh, as we basically take the road stratagem, we are then going to follow that with a review of the other Steve Coogan, Alan Partridge featuring live shows from 1998 and 2009 after that. And then we arrive at Stratagem. 
Okie doke, and finally it's time for the cream of our discharge, where we give a shout out to our Kofi supporters. Um, we're going to go quick fire here with um, some uh, messages that you've shared with us, and I'm going to start with uh, Devic. Uh, I think it's like Derek, but substitute the R for a V. Uh, and he says, sending tremendous appreciation from Queens, New York. Uh, I don't know any local Partridge fans, and the shows uh, have now been taken off HBO Max. Uh, I'll tolerate one, but not both. Uh, at least I have your COD pass to listen to. That's excellent. Uh, and the pod, uh, Partridge audiobooks. Could we put him together with uh, Ralph McGregor, maybe, so they can get together and talk about American things and Alan things at the same time? Yeah, I think we can make that happen. Arrange some kind of American fans uh, meet-up. Off you go. The, three per- the 3% yeah. club. Uh, and also a big thank you to Jamie Edwards, who says, tell you what, tell you what, nine and a half thousand pounds, Syrian <laughs> pounds, that is, which at current exchange rates comes to 14 pounds 53. Alas, Kofi will not allow me to use a decimal point. So I've been forced to upgrade to a full fat 15 pounds. <laughs> the show is lovely stuff. So thanks. And thank you, Jamie. Uh, Tuvel13 said, this coffee is specifically for Jed. I'm clinically fed up with the anti-Jed agenda for your shits. The rest of you can share a massive bottle of Sunny D. I love you all in a way. Uh, thanks, Tovel13. Um, Stratacab uh, made a donation to us on Kofi and wrote, I bought you a coffee each. I've not got one for Jed, as he hardly ever says anything, so I don't think it's fair that I should have to pay for that. If you want to share some of yours with him, that's up to you, but it is no concern of mine. Don't worry, Stratacab, we will not be sharing those profits with Jed. That's fine. Matt McClellan says, keep up the great work, guys. Your podcast really is, whilst not five star, certainly competitive. And also a quick roundup of uh, the other people that have donated since our last episode. So we want to say thank you to Morgan Bennett, Paul W, Vince Lane, Ian Brown, not that one, uh, Andy Stoner, Gerard McCoy, James Kirkup, Stephen Crawford, Joel D.F., shout out Joel, Tom S., me, um, and Jenny Williams, uh, ending on a fop there. Uh, so yes, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to ko-fi.com slash tennis and chucked us a few quid to show their appreciation for the podcast. It really does mean a lot and we uh, we really appreciate it. Or alternatively, if you want to support the podcast but you're skint or just don't like us that much, then uh, you can follow and subscribe us on all good podcast providers. Um, if you're an overcast listener, um, please do star the episode. That helps us reach more people. Um, or tell a friend, share an episode, make a saving. Um, if you've got any thoughts or theories about Partridge, we'd love to hear from you and you can be part of a future feedback episode. Uh, on Instagram, it's at monkeytennispod, at Twitter, uh, at thepartridgepod, facebook.com slash thepartridgepod, email thepartridgepod at gmail.com. Or we'd love to get a voice note um, and we do often include them in future episodes. The Monkey Tennis Hotline is 07923 600 um, So next week, we will be continuing the road to stratagem, covering Anglian Lives, and then moving on to Steve Coogan's previous live outings as Alan, before culminating in an end-of-term party, ties around the heads, bring in a film, and talk all about stratagem. Um, but for now... Another listener contribution, uh, thanks to Dave Phillips, who's going to sing us this touching rendition of The Carpenters, which you'll recognise from Alan's Valentine's Day episode. Over to you, Dave. Thanks and goodbye. This is the song for the lady with the orange hair and the cigarette in her mouth. Why do birds suddenly appear? It's too high. It's too high. Why do birds? Why do it? Well, you get the general idea. I am hopping mad and I want something in the middle. Aha! Uh-huh.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Monkey tennis? Bring, bring. There's a new chat in town. I had the last laugh. Dan! Monkey tennis? Little piss, my foot on his thigh. With a chuckle, with a chuckle. No. Monkey tennis? Radical. Awesome. Mega. Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. Okay. Monkey tennis? Edmonds is a total wazzock of a guy. Yes, 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 and yes. It's hotter than the sun. I said, who the hell is that? Well, this is great banter. Yeah. Back of the net. Monkey tennis? The people who enjoy Alan Partridge will enjoy this podcast. The people who've never got it still won't get it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.